What is up everyone, Spencer Sue here, your tech realtor of the Bay Area, weekly tip of the week. What happens when you get your offer accepted? Do you start celebrating? Not just yet. Before we begin, if you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or if you're wanting to sell to move to a different area, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendarly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and work out on a game plan. If it is early for you to have a conversation, it's all good. Feel free to sign up to my personal newsletter or go on my real estate search portal where you will see all available properties on the market or you'll be able to get a free home evaluation. Let's get started. So you spent weeks, if not months, finding a new property and you finally got your offer accepted. Now what? Now the real journey actually begins. The close of escrow process will always feel like a roller coaster because you are just not out of the woods. The typical length of the close of escrow time today is about 30 days. First thing that happens when you close a home is that you will need to wire what they call a earnest money deposit, which is usually 3%. This is typically wired within one business day to a third party escrow account. The title and escrow company will be the checks and balance entity to ensure that this transaction is facilitated appropriately. These funds need to be liquid so you can't and don't want to have them in some sort of stock or brokerage account. And always be sure to call and verify the account information prior to wiring to prevent wire fraud. Next, the bank will go back and forth with you collecting additional documents and scrutinizing your history. This is why it's important to minimize any sort of new credit lines, any movement of large sums of money leading up to the buying of a home. There are two sides of a bank. One side, which is your loan officer, which is you've been engaging with. They're typically on the good side. They're, they're there to help you defend your case. And on the other hand, you have the underwriters. The underwriters are the ones trying to poke holes about you and find problems about your worthiness of a profile. The process of getting your loan today typically takes about two to three weeks while you're in contract. And this can still be actually all front loaded if you got the underwritten process down beforehand, which is why I personally recommend everyone that is remotely serious about buying a home to go through the process before so that they minimize the risk of a loan not actually being fulfilled. Simultaneously, a third party appraiser will be ordered by the bank. They will provide their valuation of a home by looking at the condition of the home and comparing it to others that have sold in the area. Very similar to how I determine the value of a home and share with my buyers. You should have a pretty good idea of the level of risk of a property not appraising. So what does happen if your home doesn't appraise? It means you will need to cover the difference in the form of additional down payments. So for example, if you got into contract on a home for $1.1 million and they come back with a value at $1 million, since the gap is $100,000, you will need to put down an extra $100,000 down payment to be able to proceed and fulfill the actual purchase itself. This is somewhat of a rough and high level estimate because it does depend on how much you put down, and, but it does give you an idea as to what happens if a home doesn't appraise for what you bought it for. You will want to be extremely careful in this example if you're putting something down like 3% down, like an FHA loan. You're already strapped for your funds, so you, don't, you can't afford the risk if it, if, even if you put another $10,000 down. So many times those types of clients, I would feel much more comfortable putting some sort of appraisal contingency given it's just so tight, unless for sure 
it wouldn't have any issues. Throughout the 30 days of the close of escrow, there will be different documents typically sent out to be DocuSigned. Most of these are disclosures that you have actually already read, but sometimes the agents that are selling the house, for example, may not have all the proper ones. And it isn't only until you go through the proper checks and balances as part of the agent and the broker level from a company perspective, will they be able to actually check to see what is missing. Most of the things that are missing though are gonna be pretty boilerplate. So you're not gonna be able to change much anyways. There's nothing to negotiate on. Um, so something just to be aware of. So next, two weeks leading to the close of escrow, you want to schedule a change of utilities for the close of escrow date that you have currently assigned. You will also want to decide on a home insurance policy at that time. You're welcome to shop around. You can go Geico, Allstate, Farmers, whichever is your favorite provider. You can also decide and confirm as to how you want the title vested. You do have a lot of options to choose from, whether it's community property, joint tenancy, etc. You can talk to an estate planner if you like more insights or a direction on as to what to choose. Now about one week leading to the close of escrow, we will actually do a final walkthrough of the property called the verification of property together. Typically homes in the Bay Area are bought as is, but if there are very notable things different than when we got into contract, we can always ask the sellers to repair those items. It doesn't hurt to ask though, as most sellers want to also ensure a smooth handoff to the next family. Now around one to two days prior to the close of escrow, you will be arranged a time to meet with a notary and sign a lot of paperwork, including loan documents and documents related to the transfer of a property to you. Now that same day or the following day, you will wire the remaining amount of your down payment and the closing costs associated with fulfilling this home in one bundle to the escrow company altogether. Once again, always be sure to call and verify the account information prior to wiring to prevent wire fraud. Now, delays do happen, so it is up to your real estate team to help resolve those situations. If there are no delays, at the close of escrow, you will meet with your agent to do the key exchange, typically in the late afternoon as the recording is either in the morning or early afternoon. At that point, it's all over. You now become the owner of a home. Congratulations. I hope this was helpful to understand what actually happens after you win a bid. You may think the process is done, but it's just getting started. There is a lot of things that happen, so choosing the right realtor will help the overall process. Leave a comment below as to how your experience was when closing on your home. Did you encounter any problems or any delays? If you have any questions or would like to discuss your thoughts about the real estate market, let's talk. I'm never too busy to have a private conversation and share how I can help you every step of the way. If you found this video helpful, smash that like button, hit subscribe, and click on the little bell. You'll be notified every time I release a new video. Thanks for tuning in to another episode, Engineering a Better Life today. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.